Project Excite Sessions, where innovation, technology, and entrepreneurship meet the brightest minds, leaders, and innovators in Colorado, our university ecosystem, and beyond. Welcome back to Project Excite Sessions. I am Nina Sharma, your host today and the Managing Director at Project Excite, which is the Innovation Tech and Entrepreneurship Program at the University of Denver. My special guest today is Ryan Ferriman, who works at Gary Community Investments and who is the part of the winning team of Go Code Colorado, which just happened this past weekend. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Go Code Colorado is now in its fifth year. It's a competition run out of the Secretary of State Wayne Williams' office, and it is a competition that challenges data analysts, entrepreneurs, technologists, and innovators to build tools, excuse me, build tools that deliver public data into the hands of business decision makers. The competition happened last weekend, April 13th through 15th, um, happened here on the University of Denver campus. Project Excite was um, the, one of the sponsors of it. Um, but they, these challenge weekends happened in five different cities across Colorado. So Colorado Springs, Denver, Durango, Fort Collins, and Grand Junction. Um, they, you know, brought all of these groups of people together to turn public data into business insights. And Ryan was part of the winning team. So we're going to hear all about how that went. So Ryan, why don't you take a minute, um, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do at Gary Community, and then... Um, talk as much as you want to about the challenge weekend, what it was like, how you came up with the idea, what you're doing next, who's on your team that couldn't join us today? Sure. So we were a five-member team. Uh, my coworker, Nikki Zhu, and I are both data, data analysts with a group called the Shift Research Lab. Uh, basically, we do data analysis on behalf of other nonprofits. Basically, our goal is to get people using data effectively to make the best investments they can within the nonprofit sector. Uh, so we, as part of our group, have an interest in early childhood care. So one of the data sets that was available this year is facility locations for early childhood care, along with ratings and some other information. So we wanted to do something around that data set. Uh, we didn't really have a full team, though. We took a chance, showed up last Friday with the goal of trying to round out a team. Uh, mm -hmm. We were lucky enough to meet three other team members. That's awesome. Which include Jen Sickman, who is a marketer. Uh, we also have Liz Hassan, who does design work in some front-end type coding. And Youngjin Chong, who is more of a back-end systems guy. Awesome. But between the five of us, we managed to turn and burn for about 48 straight hours. Did you sleep at all? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> It's kind of, it's one of these events where you show up from about six to nine the first night. And then we were all there from about eight to nine o'clock the next two days. Wow, that's and amazing. most of us took some tasks home to do, even kind of in the evenings, mm -hmm. even though we were already getting home at, you know, 10 o'clock or later. That's awesome. So you started with um, with the sort of mindset and, and uh, knowledge that you brought from your work day into this. But how did you guys come up with the idea for, for Tot Spots? Was it a... Is it a group collaboration? Was it something you guys proposed to everybody? Just how did it come to be? And then talk about really what it is. Sure. So I would say really that first night was just a whole bunch of back and forth amongst the team and even talking with some of the mentors that were made available to us mm -hmm. to kind of figure out 
an overall goal that fit the competition guidelines. Mm -hmm. uh, we were initially considering a product that would be targeted at parents with the idea that parents could use it to help find out where available facilities were that might work for them. Uh, the overall competition, though, is supposed to be focused more on business decision makers. Okay. So we kind of went down a rabbit hole of alternative ideas of how to target childcare at business, but eventually settled on the idea that you could use the tool to help identify ch identify childcare deserts, and oh, with the hope then that business owners could use that information to open new facilities. That awesome. They knew where there was a mismatch and excess demand that they might then be able to move in to open additional facilities. And you guys have the sort of experience of working with or in the surroundings of um, childcare professionals to know that this is something that they're, this is a need that's unmet. Correct. We knew it's an unneed met. And also three of us on the team have spatial analysis backgrounds. Okay. What's a spatial analysis background? So basically- For the non-data person. <laughs> I am currently in a data analytics course in my executive MBA program, but enlighten me because I'm fascinated by this. Sure. Stuff. So more specifically, it's GIS, Geographic Information Systems. Mm -hmm. I went through the master's program a few years back here at DU. Nice. Uh, Nikki got her degree- forgetting exactly where. It was either CU Denver or Metro. Okay. But basically, it's taking data that's got a spatial component. So it's basically the where behind the data, mm -hmm. not just some of the raw numbers, but trying to put that into a broader context. So in this case, it's trying to compare where children are living throughout Denver to where are the facilities to find out if the facilities really are covering the number of children in their area. And you can look at a lot of spreadsheets, you can try to guess at things like that, but it's a lot harder to do the analysis to really find out how those two things compare. So this removes the, the crapshoot piece of it and actually provides you with real hard information. <laughs> Correct. It's That's trying cool. to get past just a laundry list of locations with addresses and not really knowing where kids might be and trying to marry the two together. So how much of a need is there for this? Is there Are there a lot of parents who don't know where to find childcare? Are there childcare places that are in, or childcare facilities that are in places where there's not enough children to fill them? What's the, what's the gap that you're, that you're trying to mend here? Sure. So it's a couple different issues. One is whether or not the facilities are where you need them to be. Now, you can potentially have enough childcare slots, but have them concentrated in just a few locations and ultimately basically skip over entire communities. The other part of the problem is that a lot of facilities do have long wait lists. Mm -hmm. So even though there may be a facility near your home, there's no guarantee that you can simply show up and enroll your child and get them in there mm -hmm. right away. You know, you hear about, you know, programs that have one to two year long wait list just mm -hmm. to get your kid in the door. And you know, one challenge we realize with a lot of this is if you're Amazon or another company that's considering moving to a city like Denver, hmm. you need to know that the tech talent you're trying to target can really get the services they need to feel comfortable working in that area. Right. So you know, if you're moving to somewhere like Stapleton where you might have a really long wait list, that can be a real challenge. Huh. Stuff I don't think about. That's amazing. I, I love it. Um, so 
So what happens next for those of you listening is that um, the winners, there were two winners from each city, um, they each get a $2,500 prize to um, to go from the ideation phase to an actual working prototype, as, as I understand it. Um, then there's a, a mentoring weekend um, at the end of April, April 27th up in Boulder. It's mentoring weekend for all of the winners from across the state. Um, and then June 7th is the final pitch competition, which is um, open to the public to attend. So everyone should definitely go. That's twenty five hundred dollars. What do you guys want to do with it? What are you What are you planning to to build out? Um, you know, don't share all the secret sauce. But what <laughs> What would you guys um, ideally like to do in the next month and a half or so? Sure. So at this point, our team is meeting up later tonight. Uh, it's basically our fir- first in person get together since last weekend. So that's really going to kick off the process of deciding what's next. Uh, ideally, we're targeting either some sort of a web platform or mm-hmm. an app that can help both parents and business decision makers access the data we're putting together. But exactly how that will play out remains to be seen. Awesome. Well, I hope that it all goes really well. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to just see how it all goes. I'll be at the Mentor Weekend, so I'm just excited to see how you guys are progressing or what you're learning and what you're figuring out as you go. Um, why don't we take a step back and hear a little bit more about how you got to where you are? You know, a lot of our our listeners are students or those who are curious about making career moves. Um, I'm just interested in what your what your career path has been. Sure. Uh, it's a convoluted path. It's the best kind uh, of path, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to know, I think, for a lot of people what you want to do, even when you're already in undergrad. Mm-hmm. I started off as a business major up in Greeley decided I didn't like it there and I didn't like what I was majoring in, transferred to University of Puget Sound out in the Seattle area and changed to biology. Now, at that point, I knew I really liked science but didn't know what I wanted to do with it. Mm -hmm. So I spent three years and a bunch of time building a bunch of skills, still didn't know what I wanted to do with it. So I landed But you liked it. (laughs) But I liked it. But then I landed in finance because in biology, there's not a lot you can do without a master's degree. Right. And I didn't know what I wanted to do well enough to commit to something as precise as a master's program. Mm-hmm. So I was a stockbroker, did that for about eight years. And once I decided that I'd had enough of that and didn't really want to go the sales route or manager route, mm-hmm. I decided I really needed to finally decide what I wanted to do. Went back to DU, got a master's in GIS. Mm-hmm. And from there was lucky enough to land with the Shift Research Lab, and I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of project work. It's a lot of impact work, but it's very satisfying. Uh, how did you land on DU as your as your place for your master's? Uh, some of that was familiarity and proximity. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost all of my friends got either their bachelor and or master's through DU. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of you know good word of mouth coming from that. Yep. And how was your experience as a student here? It was great. I mean, it was a lot of good hands-on experience working with data, learning how to go find data. Mm-hmm. I think they really understood here that they could teach us a lot of basic technical skills. But in the end, learning how to go find data, learning how to clean up messy data is a big skill in the data world. Yeah. That's very important. And a lot of people come out of school not having done that. But it's a really important thing to know how to do. That's awesome. Um, 
This is great. I could continue talking to you guys, to you for, for hours about this, um, about this stuff and this, um, especially about just the data analytics side of things, just because I'm currently so fascinated with it. What kind of advice would you have for students? And you said you were debating before we started this um, on-air conversation. You said you've been debating for like two months whether or not to come to GoCode. I think, um, you know, we we say a lot that decisions are made by those who show up. And what what got you to show up? What, what advice would you give for people who are toying with the idea of showing up somewhere um, and aren't sure if they should do it? Sure. I think the hard part is knowing for competition like this that a variety of skills are needed and no one person's going to have all of those skills. So the hard thing is just kind of trusting that you'll be able to find people with the rest of those skill sets. I think initially we kept looking at it as, well, you're going to need to know programmers. You're going to need to have a programming person. Those people are rare. We kind of had to take a step back and say, well, wait a minute. Almost half of this competition is being judged on using data effectively. And since we were data people, with two of us already knowing each other, we had basically half of it already covered. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing to consider is, especially when you just have a weekend to prepare, they don't expect you to have everything completely programmed. It was more like we just had to be able to explain what value we were adding, what our goals were, and how we thought we could get there we didn't necessarily have to get there during the weekend. Mm -hmm. So to some extent, we have the ability now to rethink, do we add one or two people to the team that have more talent to help flush that out? We pair that with the mentor weekend where we'll get additional expertise made available to us. And that'll help us get to that end result that maybe seemed intimidating up front. That's awesome. So have you... Is this your first foray into your own startup? It is. is How does that feel? It's really exciting. Yeah. Like I've done some thinking in the past into, you know, how GIS and drones could come together hmm. and how that might help in the agricultural world. Hmm. I basically spent probably a good three months kind of plotting out what that might look like before ultimately deciding that that was a, that the timing was wrong. So what's that idea? if you can share it with us. So the idea was basically using drones to help monitor crop health. Uh, You can do a lot of things like trying to custom tailor applications of fertilizer so that you don't just put the same amount of fertilizer everywhere on a field. Mm -hmm. When some areas may be dying, others may benefit from more, some may benefit from less. But it really was trying to look at like, how do you make a business case for how you're saving the farmer money. Mm -hmm. And I think the challenge was that that area is in flux to the extent that there was the potential to spend a bunch of money getting started. And then in a couple of years, other business models might completely upend everything you had done. And at the time, I just didn't have a solid enough footing to really commit. So is is the experience with GoCode and the, you know, taking that 48 hours to go from, you know, a, a, a tiny little seed to real ideation phase, has that um, sparked a, a renewed interest for you in, in this idea or in other startups? It definitely has. I mean, it's kind of a reminder that these things are team efforts. You know, what I'd done before was very much a solo effort mm-hmm. where all of the understanding ultimately came down to myself. And in the end, it's kind of cool in this competition to see 
you know, what is the benefit of having more of a marketing kind of person mm-hmm. or someone that has more of a sales focus and really kind of understanding that you don't have to be the end all be all mm-hmm. if you really have the right team around you. I think that's awesome. I think that is actually a fantastic end note for us. Um, well, congratulations on um, on the win this weekend. Good luck with Mentor Weekend. And I look forward to seeing you, if not during Mentor Weekend, then on June 7th when you're pitching for the big $25,000 prize. Yeah, well, thank you very much. We're extremely excited. Yeah, congratulations. Okay, thanks. Project Excite Sessions is recorded on the University of Denver campus and is produced with our partner, Tech Studios, at the Cable Center. To learn more about Project Excite and to listen to all of our episodes of Excite Sessions, visit projectexcite.org.